try not to laugh here. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome to another live transfer Q&A <laughs> with myself, Steve Jones, and our hours correspondents, Joe Cran and Alex Miller. Uh, excuse the unprofessionalism there. Uh, we're live on Facebook and Twitter, so if you are watching, um, especially on Facebook, get your questions in and uh, Joe and Alex will do their best to get through them. Guys, there's loads to get through. Um, let's start with last week's story. Alex, you broke this one. Theo Corbin, you is gone. Um, what were your thoughts when you first heard that news? Uh, surprise, I think. I think there was an indication, wasn't there, before uh, from the Wolves and that it had been a, a consideration earlier in the season. Um, but I don't know, it sort of felt to me that maybe things had been sorted out a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, when it became clear, and obviously the reasons have been well trotted out, but, you know, at every end and with Theo as well. Um and made his MK Don's debut last night. And, yeah, bit disappointing. I, I'm not personally, you know, and, and football's all about opinions. I'm not convinced it's the uh, hell-bent um, end-of-times news that, that you know, some – but I can completely understand the frustration. I wrote in a piece um, last week, shortly after the, the news was broken. Uh, it just feels like a bit of a – um, lost opportunity because he's he's a not a special player. I think that would be over-egging the pudding, but he's got uh, a special set of talents and just an ability to uh, get fans off, you know, off their seats. And uh, not not many players really have that. But uh, in pure cold footballing terms, I thought he was uh, more cold than hot, really, across his whole Wednesday time. And obviously, the reasons for that, he could have played in his position for a start. He could have played more minutes. Um, so it wasn't necessarily his fault. But, um, yeah, a, a disappointing one because it would have been nice to see how he, he might have got on over the next few months with Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, do you think was, there was a bit of a meltdown online? Do you think part of that was just because he brought something different to the team? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you look at the Wednesday side and there are, like, like Alex says, there's not many players in there that, that really get you up off your ass, you know. Like, and and you, you I think that that Theo did that because as soon as he got the ball, people thought oh, he might do something here because he was, he was direct. He, he he runs at people. Speaking to him like he's died. Um, is yes. like he's a, he's a player who, like I say, he he got people excited, and I don't think there's too many players in the Wednesday side that you can say that for at the minute. I, I'm completely with Alex though. I think. Do I think Wednesday are worse off without him? Absolutely. Do I think that he's going to be the difference between Wednesday getting promoted and not getting promoted? I don't think that's the case. Um, I do think that we could have used him better. I do think that uh, in an ideal situation, as we saw with his debut, MK Dons playing as a winger rather than a left a left wing back or right wing back might help. Um, but it's done now, isn't it? It's done. We we move on. The the it, like I say, he's a player who he came in. He had a stint. He had some good performances. He had some average performances. Uh, and it's done and dusted now. We've got a game to sort of look forward to this weekend. And there are players there that, that will be called upon to try and do the job. And you just got to get on with it, really. Yeah, just trying to go things through things in chronological order. I think Alex Hunt was the, the next sort of transfer story after that one. Um, Alex, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this situation first again. Um, is this a situation that could potentially just look a bit daft if he ends up not getting a move at the end of this month? The bottom line is he can move back to Grimsby or any other non-league club, you know, af after the uh, the end of January. 
Um, but it does feel, you know, certainly a, a little snippet of information that I've got. It does feel like Wednesday are potentially um, looking at, at getting out to a, a League Two club. Certainly, w- at least one club in that division has been made aware of his availability. Um, and on the terms that whatever club he goes to pays 100% of his wages, which we, we don't know what percentage or how much Grimsby had been paying for the first part of the season. Um, but certainly, you know, reading between the lines of, of what their managers said and, and all the rest of it, you know, the, the, maybe a bit of a steep hike up to the, the 100%. We don't know what Alex Hunt earns or anything like that. Um, but but Wednesday, certainly, um, you know, by, by my information and um, what we can see, wanting uh, whatever club to, to play full whack. His contract's up at the end of the season. Where that leaves him, is a little bit of a mystery, you know. Everything's just a bit up in the air, and and whether the conversation's been had between Wednesday and and Alex Hunt or Alex Hunt's people is something we don't necessarily know yet. Should we have our first question, Joe? Um, Charlie Barnes wants to know who's the one player you think we need to sign in this transfer window. Uh, I don't know who it it should be, but it should be a centre back. That that is the only thing I am one hundred percent sure of. There's a you know there's talk of looking for a a ball playing centre back. For me, they they need to get another shade done clean. That that is the number one priority for me to, to get a an experienced centre half in who's going to come, who's going to win headers, who's going to you know make challenges, who's going to put himself about, and he's going to be a bit of a leader at the back. And I know that Davin Moore's got a, a way that he wants to play in terms of you know playing out the back, all that kind of stuff. But I think that Wednesday's defence, uh, especially in this defensive crisis that we've seen, uh, has really, really lacked that you know big player. And we saw, you see the difference where Wednesday were at when when Shea Dunkley was flying compared to in you know the games that he was missing. And that, like I say, that that for me is the the main thing. You know, there's a lot said about Mark Beavers from you know my understanding on that one is that's not on the cards, uh, not at this current moment in time. But we'll we'll see that. But it is that kind of. That kind of ilk, I think, Wednesday should be looking at someone who's you know late twenties, early thirties, got a load of experience under the belt, and I think that yeah, that that is whether whoever that might be, I think that is the the main thing that Wednesday have got to look at because it's the main area of the, of the, of the pitch that they actually need help at the minute. Has there been any speculation? I know Mark Beavers was mentioned, but the the other players mentioned there's a youngster at Brighton, young defender, the youngster at Chelsea as well, who I know is a midfielder, but. You don't see, there's not been too many experienced names linked, at least, with Sheffield Wednesday so far, is there? No, I mean, it's 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 weird. The, the, the transfer window is strange at the minute because of the way that it is, the way that it's going about things with COVID, all that kind of business. There is a, there's a delay. And I think there's going to be a big domino effect during this transfer window. We're going to see a little bit later on down the line, one move is going to go through and then that move is going to trigger another one. And it's just going to kind of, like I say, or snowball. And I think that from a Wednesday perspective, they they do need they do need some expectation. They they do need some um, experience. Where that comes from, however, uh, who knows? We'll see. Alex, question for you: um, we've, How have we been saying for the last twelve months, presumably, that we know what we want from January's market? Not necessarily twelve months, but last few months. Uh, yet we're here on the twelfth of the month with sweet f all. Um, I mean, I presume the club have been trying to get things over the line pretty quick. I don't think they're just sat like twiddling the thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, the, the fear is that this time last year, we were 
saying similar things. And and I think that the fear, you know, understandably, the fear, and we, from what we can gather, Wednesday worked very, very hard last January and, um, you know, managed to bring in Sam Hutchinson and, and Andre Green and, you know, they missed out on the, the left back that they were after, they missed out on a striker and everything crossed that, that that doesn't happen again and Wednesday can make a success of it. As Joe says, there, there are sort of special circumstances in this window that are making things a little bit more difficult. I, I wouldn't sort of bend over backwards in, in sympathy for Wednesday because the, the fact is that other clubs are making moves and have brought in young players on loans and, and under the same, you know, the, the, we, we know the parameters of what Wednesday can do. Um, so, yeah, if, we, if we're still sat here in a in a week or 10 days and they still haven't done anything, then, That's you know, the, yeah, there, there will be some 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 big concern, I think. Um, the, the fact that Wednesday have been so public and it's so obvious what they need as well will not help in these negotiations because clubs can sort of have them over a barrel a little bit. Um, but, the, you know, there was no, really no real way of hiding that. Everyone knows the the injury problems and the issues that Wednesday have had at the back. So, um, put it this way, if I had a, a bright young defender and Wednesday came knocking on the door, I, I know that I could probably squeeze them for a, a few more percentage points out of the wage contribution. Um, so, yeah, look. I forgot, I've forgotten the question now entirely, Steve, but um, it'll be, like I say, and I've, I've said this on a couple of things, and it is a bit fence-sitting, but give it, a, give it a week or 10 days and and then we'll panic or not panic, as the case may be. Well, Joe, that sort of takes a shotgun to, to my question. Do you expect or anticipate there might be a, even a small chance of someone coming through the door before Saturday? I would be very surprised. No, again, never say never, and... This the this industry is, is tough and people are good at keeping things quiet a lot of the time. Uh, Wednesday more so than a lot of other clubs. Clubs we've seen it over the years that you know that no matter how much time me and Alex might spend on the phone and you know, speaking to different people, sometimes things just slip through. And yeah, I, I I would be surprised, but there's still another what four days before that game. So yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance. It's just that I. I can't see them managing to get something through the door and over the line, you know, before in time to sort of register them for, for the game this weekend. Yeah. Uh, one player that's been linked is a forward, Cameron Archer at Aston Villa. Alex, is there is there anything in that one? I, I wouldn't like to trample oil all over Joe's hard work, but um, Joe's the man to go to on this. He poured uh, a bit of cold water on it this morning, so Joe, go ahead. Uh, from what I can gather, even if there is interest from whoever it might be, which I, um, which I, I'm told there is a lot of clubs in across the English football league are interested in him. Uh, Villa got no no intention of letting him leave at this point in time. Uh, the, he's a a player who Steven Gerrard rates very very highly. They've he, he made his Premier League debut uh, last year, played in a handful of senior games as well as well over the course of the season so far and. But yeah, again, these are all everything that we say in these things is subject to change. But at this point in time, there is there are no intentions for for Villa to let him leave on loan, despite the interest that is coming in from a, from various different clubs across the the EFL. Do you think they need a striker, Alex? Um, I, I think they need freshen up in a few positions. Um, is it the most pressing position? You know, obviously not. I think 
you'd probably look at two, maybe even three defenders if if they're going to persevere with three at the back um, in terms of priorities. But um, yeah, look, possibly an over reliance at times on on Lee Gregory. I think when he doesn't fire and he doesn't make something out of nothing, sometimes Wednesday look a little bit toothless up top. Uh, Side of Berahino clearly hasn't gone all that well. Having Florian Camberry. I think we've done it on the last few pods, haven't we? We've spoken about his importance to the team. But having him back, um, fit and firing all, will be a big bonus. But I, I don't know if we touched on it on the last pod, but I think some some of the players that Wednesday have been linked with now, not you know, but are closer to what we thought would be the, the, the sort of the profile of what Darren Moore might bring in. So these bright young things, we know he's got a fabulous reputation in in a you know category one academy football and, and good contacts in there. Um and I, I'd quite like that. I'd quite like, you know, to see a couple of young lads, you know, England youth internationals or whatever that that can just offer something uh, a little bit special. I, I can I'm, hear I'm still waiting for that next Ross Barclay because he was brilliant when he came Yeah, But I mean the, the the points to be made that it's been so long since you know Wednesday have had good loan ease, Michael Hector and stuff, but in terms of attacking you know, who, who come in from from higher up and and make a huge impact like that. There really haven't been that many. Jacob Murphy was a slow burner. Um, so yeah, it'd be great to have someone come on just to add a bit of uh, sprinkle a little bit of of glitter on the attack. As I say, for me, the priorities elsewhere. And it would be a little bit of a disappointment for me personally if we didn't see at least one addition in another area of the pitch. Other, other than defensively, because I think it could do with a bit of a, a freshen up. Yeah, Tariq Awekwe of Chelsea, Joe, is the latest name to be linked. Uh, what What is his actual position, by the way? Is it midfielder, wing-back, winger? So Awekwe can play in a few different positions. He um, He's predominantly a, an 8 or a 10, uh, so a central midfielder, but he was played as a, as a wing-back at Accrington Stanley, did quite well there. Uh, he's played out wide at times in his career as well. He's obviously come through that really good... Um, that youth development at Chelsea, you know, the Mason Mounts of the world and all those kind of kids. But, um, yeah, he's he's had a little bit of bad luck with injuries, you know, the last few years. Uh, but now he's he seems to be, you know, back and ready to play. Wednesday, tried, they had him in over the summer. Um, you know, he was he came to Wednesday, had a look a, a closer look at him, came in to train. Darren liked him from what I can gather. They tried to get something done at the time, but Chelsea wanted a 40% sell-on. They've now dropped that to 15 between 15 and 20% sell-on if they were to get him. So, that means Wednesday could potentially get him on a permanent uh, and just, you know, have a, an IOU to Chelsea, basically, for if he, if he is sold at some other point. But I think he's a player that he... We were talking earlier about what Theo brought to the table, and I think Owakwe's got a little bit of that as well. You know, he's a sort of player when he gets... If you watch some highlights of him, obviously, you can watch different stuff, different things on YouTube. But you, if you watch Uwakwe, he's got that little bit of a spark to his game. He's a sort of player that when he gets on the ball, you can go, yeah, he can make something happen. Um, he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good age. He's not a kid. You know, he's not, he's not a 17, 18 year old. He's, he's got a little bit of, uh, you know, a bit of age on his side. But that being said, there is, uh, there is plenty of interest uh, in him as well. Uh, he was, he spent a bit of time at Pompey recently. They really liked him there. Uh, there's a couple of clubs in in Scotland who are interested in him as well. Motherwell being one of them. So yeah, that one's it's one where we sort of got to watch this space. But it, the, the interest is, is genuine, and 
Um, it'll be sort of the, I suppose the third time that they've really shown an interest in because they showed interest originally, got him in, tried to do something then. And obviously this is a, it's a player that they've been keeping tabs on for a while now. So we'll see what happens there. I think he's a player that, you know, we, we know with, with the way that Darren's been, that he's not afraid to play people in different positions. And, you know, Tariq's a, a player that can, can offer those different aspects because of the amount of positions that he can actually play. Yeah, don't forget we're live on Facebook, so get your questions in. Um, Alex, outgoings, where are we at with them? I mean, is that even a possibility there might be some senior players leaving this window? Uh, I'd be surprised, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, there are still the question marks over the, the loan players. I think with every day that passes, it that becomes sort of less likely. Um, you know, unless there's a there's an injury somewhere or or something like that. Uh, the young players, I think it's fair to assume, you know, that they'll be moved out. You know, we've already spoken about Alex Hunt, and I think there'll be more loan moves. But whether that's after January, you know, as we saw in the last window, um, and they go to non-league clubs, or whether you know they try and get that, I can't think there's too many that that league two clubs would necessarily jump at the chance for i hope i'm not being harsh with that but um yeah off the, off the top of my head there's there's no one really that that sort of stands out kieran brennan i'd imagine will be sticking around um after he went to Notts county early in the season so yeah you know that I, I guess unless we, we're speaking to darren Moore tomorrow uh no not tomorrow friday um and hopefully we'll get you know, a clear idea of, of the other loan players. I think, you know, after the Theo news, Bailey Peacock Farrell's certainly one that, that Wednesday fans and the club will be very keen to to ensure he, he sticks around. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some some indications from Darren and, um, you know, we can we can draw a line under those because a, a bit of clarity would be, uh, be good. And it's, it's, not, it's not his fault, really. We've not really spoken to him too often over the... Uh, over the last few weeks for, for one reason or another. It does feel like it's been a quiet time. Um, Jamie Parkinson asks, how did Ryan Galvin do on his loan? Joe, I know you're on loan watch. Um, any updates on that one? And should we keep him now he's back as we're low on left-backs? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure that a good spell in the National League North um, indicates that he's ready for you know senior football. Not to say that he's, he's not, but uh, he did do... Um, he did do really well on his loan there. I think it was probably he's. He, I think he's at a higher level than that, which is why my understanding is that they've got him back because they want to try and get him up, uh, get him out a little bit higher up the pyramid. You know, looking at national league, possibly league two. Um, but the, he could end up back at Gloucester. To be honest, the, the, that's not completely out of the realms of, uh, of possibility. Like Alex said, with the national league and below, the, the window means nothing anyway. So he could come back. They could try and get some stuff done and he could he could um, head back down. I think Ryan Galvin is potentially a first-team footballer at Wednesday. I think I, I've really liked what I've seen of him. I'm not sure he's I'm not sure he's there yet, but I, I do think there's a lot of potential with Galvin. I think there's a lot to his game. And I think he's a sort of player that Wednesday need to be very, very sort of careful with his development um, and make sure that the, the right moves happen at the right time. And just I see the, the, the message there from, from Alex saying about uh, more challenging questions being aimed at Darren. I think that's probably something we should address in it, Alex. The, the fact that, that there's a lot of people talk about not asking these questions, but the questions that there are, that, what's our identity and style? We've asked that question. Um, why, do, why do the players look sort of like they're not possibly playing for him? We've, we've asked those questions. These have all been asked of Darren. 
Um, it's it's not. I think that there's a, an idea that we don't sort of quiz Darren after games and that we just kind of go, so what do you think of that, mate? And then leave it at that. That's not the case. That's not how this works. We we ask a lot of questions. There's, you know, three, four, sometimes five journalists who are around. Um, and I think that there is this idea that, like I say, the, the questions labelled at him are uh, not tough enough uh, when actually it's, it, I think some people just get a little bit riled up that we don't have a pop, I suppose, which is not our job to do. I think the the big difference, the, the difference between, I, I, I always find it incredible that we get critiqued on the questions that we ask and how we ask them when no one's there. Yeah. For a start. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're not, we're not on the radio and, uh, you know, the guys at Football Heaven do, do a, a great job and, and they're, um, uh, they rightly get, get praise from, from people at, at certain times. Um, but unless you you stood with everything that we do is written down, so no one knows that there's a big there's a big difference between uh, assuming that you've not uh, had the questions asked that you might like and receiving the answers that you might like. And some managers are very you know wear their heart on the sleeve and will come back at you, and and, and some of them are just like politicians and um yeah. Darren Moore plays it with a very straight bat, doesn't he? He does. He does. I, I, I noticed, Alex. You asked. I, I know that you come in peace. This isn't some some social media battle, whatever. <laughs> but Alex, you, you've also asked why did Theo leave. I probably wrote what fifteen hundred words on that uh, within sort of the first few hours of that news breaking. So just have a look on the. If you type in Theo Corbinu, uh Sheffield Star, um, you'll. I'm sure you'll you'll find what you're after there. And Darren will be asked again on Friday. That I can assure you. <laughs> Cool. Back to transfers. Alex, on Alex Hunt, do you think, obviously there was a lot of talk earlier in the season about Grimsby uh, keeping him for the, the rest of the season. It looked like that was going to happen. Just bear in mind with what Joe said um, regarding Ryan Galvin. Is it possible, do you think, that he might have been recalled or the goalposts have shifted at Grimsby because they might be keen Wednesday to get him out into the Football League? Because he has done, he's done well there, hasn't he, at Grimsby? It's possible, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and if, you know... <laughs> I suppose, you know, if, if the interest from Gloucester will remain, then why not, from a Wednesday point of view, call him back, give him a couple of games in the under-23s and, and see what's about, see if they can get him out at a higher level. Um, I think that's certainly in line with, with what you've reported, Joe, isn't it? Um, you know, Charles, Charles Hagen's the other one. Things didn't go quite so well for him um, down in down in London, wasn't it? Hampton and, and Richmond. Hampton, Richmond, yeah. Um, it's London. So, yeah, I, I think... Sometimes it just makes sense to freshen things up and uh, and see what else is about. You know, would it would it blow my mind if uh, Ryan Galvin ended up back at Gloucester? Probably not. Um, but yeah, I think Wednesday probably do right to, to have a little look around and, and see what's cracking. Cool. Um, Mike Poulton, do you guys reckon Hagen will get some game time between now and the end of the season? Joe? Uh, probably unlikely. I think Wednesday have got a lot of wide players and the fact that, you know, Charles was sent out on loan probably suggests that Darren doesn't think he's where he needs to be yet. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, that could change with a load of injuries, all that kind of stuff. But from from a, from Charles's perspective, I think that uh, a loan out somewhere else is probably is probably more likely than him breaking into the Wednesday first team this season. Cool. There's a question from Charlie Sharp. Um, he's listened to a couple of podcasts and none of them are tipping Wednesday to make the playoffs. Charlie, go back and listen to last week's episode of the Far Out. <laughs> we discussed this in detail. Um and I'm sure we'll probably touch on it. I presume we'll do our regular one on Friday this week. Um, 
we'll touch on it again. But yeah, for now, I'd recommend going back, have a listen to that one. Um, I just want to touch on this before we go for today. Bailey Kadamatri, uh, Alex, there's been a few sort of, well, cautionary tales really in the past with um, George Hurst, obviously Sean Clare. Um, this has all the hallmarks of another one of those situations or am I just being too dramatic? Yeah, I mean, Joe broke the news, went out this morning, I think, didn't it, that, that Premier League clubs are, are having a look at Bailey Cardamatri and um, I, don't, I don't think, Joe, I don't know, not wholly surprised by that. He's obviously a player whose surname stands out for a start. You know, everyone knows what, he, what his dad achieved and, and that sort of makes you take notice. But most importantly, you know, his record... Has, has been very, very good for, for Sheffield Wednesday and um, started, you know, being spoken about when he was sort of 14, 15 and, and sort of grabbing headlines. So, uh, yeah, doesn't surprise me at all that, that clubs are looking at him. It's that age-old thing. It, it would be harsh to criticise Wednesday too much at this stage. I say through... Yeah, I'd, you'd hope that conversations have been had as to his future, as to what might happen. I think that they can't time down to a pro contract till he's 17. Um, that's sort of like a, a FIFA legality, if you like. Um, and that and that's why I say, you know, any fans looking at it and going, why aren't we giving him a six-year contract? <laughs> just can't do it as it stands. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, it would <laughs> the meltdown would be enormous and rightly so i've got to say because it's just happening a bit too much for for the liking of a lot of wednesday fans but you know i think he's tweeted and it's easy to do isn't it but he's 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 suggested that he's a wednesday fan and the club have obviously been good to him so he'd hope that that there's enough there that uh, you know hopefully we'll see a couple of years of him get him to the sort of age where you know, he's ready to, to burst onto the scene and, and fire Wednesday to promotion to the Premier League as a, as a bright 18-year-old, something like that. Hopefully. Joe, do you reckon, obviously with the names you mentioned previously, is this just a sort of a, a tip of the hat to the academy and how good that academy is at producing great young talent? Or is there a little bit of uh, maybe incompetence might be stretching it, but is, is that one of the issues here with all these young players leaving? Well, I think I think the academy have done you know done a lot of good work in recent years. You can see that with the sort of players that have come through and gone on to you know play professional football. I think you look at what happened earlier in the season. You've seen guys like Leo Joe Davidson get his first pro contract. Jack Hall got his first pro contract at literally days after after he turned seventeen. So pretty much as soon as he was allowed to sign a pre contract, Wednesday had him tied down. And I think there's a lot of hope that Wednesday will do the same thing same thing with Bailey. You know, like Alex says, it's with this, the the you can't you can't stop clubs being interested in academy kids, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, if they if if a Premier League club comes in and says we'll give you this much, if they're happy to pay the compensation, that, you don't have a choice. It's not like Wednesday got any say in the matter. But I, I'm with Alex in the sense that I, I hope there's there's conversations going on, and I, and I hope that there is a situation sort of in place where Bailey does turn 17, and you know Wednesday are going here. Yeah, before you blow your candles out, sign this contract, please. Um, so, yeah, fing fingers crossed that is the case. The thing with Bailey as well is that he's um, he's only he's only 17 in May, 
Like he's not like almost 17. He's still quite a way off. But having seen Bailey play a few times, the thing that strikes me about him is his, his natural ability to score. If, if anyone's got Twitter or, you know, head onto the website, our website, the goal's on there. You go check out the goal he scored against Peterborough the other day. And it's like, it's, it's brilliant. Like the way that the, the natural way that he finishes it without really a thought process. That's the thing that excites me about him. And, and I think that, you know, I, I spoke to Darren Moore about it recently and he's saying how he, Wednesday, Wednesday players will never have a better opportunity to come through into the senior setup. Um, and yeah, I, I, I look at Bailey, Bailey Kadamatari and I think that's a player that could take that next step. I, I, by no stretch saying that he's ready to be jumping into the first team at this point in time. You know, I think there's there's a you sometimes with the young players like this you do get that clamour. You know, you say people say, oh well, you know, players are playing for their clubs at 15, 16 years old. You know, we saw back in the day we seen Jordan Jordan I play at 15. We saw Kareem Harris play at 16. You know, I think that just because it's happened in the past doesn't mean that you have to rush these players through all the time and. Um, I, I think that Bailey is Wednesday looking after Bailey well. They've they've done it properly so far. Uh, he's in the first year of his scholarship at the minute, and hopefully he sort of progresses through those ranks. And it's one of those where, like Alex says, that there will be a meltdown if something happens and he goes to another Premier League club at some point. But unfortunately, Wednesday aren't a Premier League club. They can't offer the same sort of money. They say, can't offer the same sort of opportunities. And and if something was to happen and he, he left in the future. Say you, you would just hope that Wednesday have done as much as they can from their side to, to make sure that doesn't happen. If it happens anyway, what can you do? Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet, so uh, touch wood. Just address some quick questions before we go. Alex Laban, thanks very much, mate. Uh, I'm sure we'll touch on Theo again tomorrow or uh, in Friday's regular podcast. Charlie, make sure you leave us a five-star review if you're listening to that podcast tonight. Curtis, uh, Joe, I'll give you the last word of the day on his question. Um, AFCON, win, AFCON winner predictions. Gambia. No, um, no, I, I, I still, still back in Algeria. Uh, they, they were a bit rubbish yesterday, but that was largely thanks to some incredible goalkeeping from the Sierra Leone goalkeeper. But yeah, still, still, my money's on Algeria. Too much quality in that side. Cool. Well, that brings us to a close for today. But we'll be back later in the week for our regular podcast. In the meantime, you can stay up to date with all the latest news from Hillsborough on the Stars website. Thanks for listening and take care.